Romans chapter 2 and verse 4 reads, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? For those of you that are listening to the podcast, uh, we just got done with Lesson 5 with Pastor Chip Judd, and he talked tonight about choose your hard. And if you haven't downloaded the Messenger X app, Uh, Just go to the App Store, and you can download it. It's free, full of tremendous content. And then in uh, the search bar, just put Healthy You. You'll see Chip Judd's series that we're in the midst of right now, and you can watch or listen to that lesson. But he really uh, made a statement when he was sharing, when we choose life, there is movement, growth, and change. And I want to talk to you all about the process of change because so much of what we see in human behavior is not lasting change or permanent change. It's behavior modification. It's someone getting caught and they're sorry they got caught so they change for a moment. It's it's like someone getting a bad review at work but they don't do the necessary steps to become a better employee, so they repeat the bad behavior, and yet they expect a promotion. And they really didn't take to heart the words that were said unto them or the course correction that they needed, and so they repeated them, and then they sort of were shocked when they didn't get the promotion or, unfortunately, some people don't keep their job. We see a lot of that even with Christians. They can read the Bible. They understand what God is asking them to do. And yet, somehow, in the midst of it, it never brings about permanent change or transformation is the word that Scripture uses. And so they adjust their behavior and their own strength or ability for a period of time. But then when the pressure of life or the test or trials of life actually show up and they have to engage their spiritual muscles, there's not a lot of life in the tank. And so they revert back to default mode, which is the flesh, and they behave or they conduct themselves in ways that are not pleasing to the Lord. So behavior modification is not change. It's us outwardly displaying something like good manners or kindness, but inwardly we may be fighting or begrudging that we have to show good manners or kindness. It's like the little boy who got in trouble in class and was asked to go stand in the corner And he said in his inside voice, I may be standing on the outside, but I'm sitting on the inside. There wasn't an understanding. He didn't correlate that. And because of that not being connected, his abstract and concrete thinking, there was no change. So what brings about change? I only have a couple minutes and... Does that help you to understand? Have you ever found yourself doing something that I told you told yourself you were never going to do again? In your Christian walk, have you made a vow and then somehow in the midst of time, 
slipping through the hourglass, you haven't kept that vow, that means there wasn't really change. It meant there could have been conviction at the moment, but it didn't produce change. So what produces change? What makes change possible? Well, since all things begin with God, let's start there. It has to begin with Him. And so I think what we have to understand about the verse that I just read is the Lord is asking His people a question. Do you despise the riches of God's goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering? He names three attributes that He's questioning the people of God. Do you despise His goodness? Does that mean you take advantage of His goodness, His forbearance, and His long-suffering? Do you abuse it? Do you test it or tempt it? Do you despise it? Do you wish that sometimes you didn't know about the goodness of God? And you wish that God was like a judge, an unjust judge, almost just, you know, taking out wrath? No, we don't want that version of God. But then he, 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 he goes on and then he makes this continues this question, not knowing the reason that people despise things is they don't know. They don't understand the process. They don't understand how God actually brings change. And because of that, they think they have to change themselves. They'll let Jesus save them, but they don't understand he's the only one that can continue the good work that he began. And so they almost despise the things that bring about change because it requires them to let go and let God. They wish that it was up to them instead of having them to surrender and let it be between them and God. So he says, do you despise these attributes about your Heavenly Father? Are you fighting these things? And he says, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Three things about the riches of God's goodness. He is good to the just and the unjust. Do you despise that? That God is good to the sinner as well as he is to his own sons and daughters? Do you feel like that's not fair? Well, then we have to solve, we have to resolve that issue. God loves everyone the same. Now, not everyone loves God the same. But God loves everyone the same. Secondly, you know what forbearance is? Forbearance is really a combination of patience and self-control. Forbearance is like delayed payment. God is so forbearing towards us that He doesn't give us what we deserve. It's almost, it's a, it's an attribute of mercy. It's patience and self-control. God controls Himself and his righteous indignation because he's forbearing with us. Long-suffering. Here's a good definition for long-suffering. Suffering long. Suffering long. God suffers long with mankind. And these are not things that we should despise because they lead us to something. They lead us to yielding, to submitting, to trusting and to walking with God by faith because it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So here's something I want to challenge you with. Do you have a friend, a coworker, a family member uh, uh, that is away from Christ? 
Do you have anyone in your life that needs to know the goodness of God? Okay? Then pray that. Some people pray this, and and I almost cringe when I hear that they pray this way. God, whatever you have to do to save so-and-so, do it. I'm like, the way of God is His goodness that leads us to repentance. People that are, are despising God and who He is and His attributes towards His own children or towards the world. In other words, do you despise that God is displaying His goodness, His forbearance, and His long-suffering towards a fellow believer that you think He should really just judge immediately? Do you despise that, not knowing it's His goodness that draws that person closer to Him? It changes the way we begin to pray for those that have caused us pain. Change happens when people encounter the goodness of God because they know inherently they're not good. And when they run into the goodness of God, they run into the path of change. I don't want people to get what they deserve. I want them to get what they don't deserve because that's what I got. I don't despise that God showed me mercy. I don't despise that God was good to me. I don't despise that God was forbearing towards me. I do not despise that God was long-suffering for me. That is what brought about change in me because I knew He was giving me something I did not deserve. One of the things that is missing, and Jimmy and I talked about this on Sunday, uh, just prior to the service, one of the things that is missing in Christendom that has to be addressed again so that we can get it right is heart in what we do. Not just doing what we do, but doing it from the heart. You know the kind of teacher that change changes the classroom? A teacher that has a heart for the students. That teacher is good to those students, forbearing towards those students, long-suffering with those students. You know what kind of marriages last? Where those marriages display these attributes, there's an environment of change. You know what changes someone in a penal system? It's not punishment. It's failed. As a matter of fact, if you go into the penal system and and you see one of the reasons that our justice system is so broken down is because no one has shown the things that they need to be shown so they can change. They are told all the things that brought them there and all the reasons that they deserve to be there and no one is taking good news to them. No one is sharing that God is forbearing with them. No one is saying God will suffer long with you. And therefore... They have behavior modification, but when they hit the street, they go back to the same people, back to the same pig pen, back to the same company, and start doing the same things. Do you know anyone, and include yourself in this question, and I'm going to read one verse and I'm going to be done. Do you know anyone right now who is a prodigal? 
You know, we're a nation of prodigals. You know what they need to encounter? The goodness of God. Because that's what brings repentance. And you guys know the definition of repentance. It's not just people are sorry they got caught. But people are sorry. Period. We saw a great example of it on Sunday. Change. What you saw on the platform on Sunday was transformation. Not behavior modification. Not denial. You saw a deep work of the Holy Spirit because people ran into the goodness, the forbearance, and the long-suffering of God. One of the things that I didn't share, and if you want to find 2 Corinthians, you can find 2 Corinthians chapter 7, and I'll read this verse as I close out with this illustration, and then we're going to pray and be dismissed. The third week of Jimmy's grief, he called me one day, and he said, Doug, I, want, I need your prayers. And everyone likes Jimmy because Jimmy is that cool guy. How many of you agree Jimmy's cool? He's fun to hang out with. And But what you miss sometimes when you just look at the outward package is Jimmy is as tenderhearted of a man as I know. And I picked up the phone. He called and he said, would you pray? for me and with me. And I said, yes. And he said, I I can't eat. I can't sleep. I cry all day and all night. I've lost so much weight and nothing matters. This is a man is under the hand of God and change is going on. I said, what's your conversation like with God? Oh, God, Jessica, no qualifiers. No, if you would do this. No, if you, and that is heart. You know where change starts? Way down on the inside of us. Way down on the inside of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. So I prayed. And I continue to pray for him. Because it's a process. Would you say amen? Amen. 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, For godly sorrow, boy, produces repentance leading to salvation. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death or separation. So godly sorrow is what leads us to repentance. But what helps us to get on that road? When we encounter the goodness of God. Which is the love of God in Jesus Christ. For everyone. Every person, he loves us all.
Godly sorrow works repentance, the change, the transformation, not behavior modification. That's just information. But the presence in the person of the Holy Spirit who helps us to run into the goodness of God and we know we don't deserve it and yet all He asks us to do is receive it. It's mercy. It's grace. It's goodness. That's where change happens. When you see change, that's the path. And it just starts with God reveal your goodness. I don't, I don't see, I need to see how good you are because I see how good you are. I can't help but say how great you are. Show me your forbearance and I will say great is thy faithfulness. Show me your long suffering and I'll say you are worthy of my praise. Without that, It's empty words. Jesus put it this way. People drawing close to me with their lips. What was the second part of that phrase? But their heart is far from me. The missing element in Christian dumb today is heart. Heart for God and heart for people. When you have that, it's because you've run into the goodness of God and you know it's what everybody else you know needs including every prodigal and every problem, there's an answer and it's found in God's goodness. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.